Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Mob Pop Fishing. We got Kit with the Fish and Kit YouTube channel. And today we're actually on site. Uh, we got an opportunity to. Uh, one of my buddies, I, I know he's the CEO of BusyPay. So quick shout out to Austin uh, and the whole, I guess, company for allowing us to come and, and kind of raid their uh, bar area. Yeah, they got a, like a full-blown bar. It's pretty dang cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, huge shout out to them because um, I, I actually did a podcast with them on my other podcast previously. But uh, he, he's really into the uh, local small business scene and everything. That's pretty much what they do. That's their whole business. And you can see the uh, look local first there. So uh, and if you guys are wondering, yeah, that, that is Fishing Kit on that left television screen. And that is me on the right television screen. So they were able to... Uh, figure it out we got our youtube channels busting it out there so so the next time i guess when the workers come in here they're gonna be like what the hell is all this fishing shit so they're like fishing what the but, like on both tvs come on there we go and we we actually have a special guest here uh mr laz is it castello castillo 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 I was, I was about Steel. to say that, but uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody listens here. Like, yeah, he's horrible at pronouncing stuff. That's just <laughs> so me. Uh, but yeah, we, we actually had him here. He's the uh, he, he he fishes locally, but he's also pro staff for everybody from uh, Markham, Eskimo. Uh, who else you got? Uh, Elliot and Two B Rods. There you go. And some smaller companies as well, Flame King, uh, things like that. So, oh yeah, I do see you with the refillable stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and we had him on here because, you know, he has a lot of good local knowledge in regards to ice fishing uh, and just ice fishing knowledge in general itself. He has a lot of stuff that uh, I've been listening to um, about him and actually I listened to your podcast that you did last year with somebody, I forgot who it was, uh, but I listened to that. So I uh, definitely want to be able to pick his brain out a little bit in regards to ice fishing, pan fishing, all that good stuff. So, um, but other than that, I, like I said, huge shout out to VisiPay. They actually have their own beer. We're going to try this shit out. So we're going to see how this does. So uh, this is called the VisiPay beer. It's a it's um, a hazy IPA, and it's, uh, I think, the collab with Bartown. It's a local brewery here in Waukee, Iowa. If you guys get an opportunity, go check them out. Bartown, it's a pretty good beer. I've actually went there before when my kids were sleeping in the car and my wife was there. <laughs> I had a, when they first opened, I think, and I stopped by there. So Really good beer, Barn Town. Go check them out. But we're going to try this out. Um, they have their own custom beer. That's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. And I think it's actually called the Neon Hazy IPA. Ah, Neon Hazy. Yeah. So if you guys, like I said, if you guys are in the uh, Waukee area, um, swing by. You guys got to check out this new office that they built out here. I think they just built it this year. To, or, or to finish it at the end of 2021, sorry. And I think they all just 
finished moving in beginning of this year or last year. Wait, can people just come and check it out? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know if you want to throw that out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, come, yeah, just come, stop by. Come to the bar. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. they got bar. Maybe. They got bar upstairs. I'll, you know what? I, I'll double check on that if, if they can swing by here. But I do know they have like a, they have a, a company happy hour every Friday. So I know they're always hiring. So definitely check them out. They're like one of the, I think the top five hundred growing companies in America, and they're like top five in Iowa. Wow. Like Good the for them. Small business, like the biggest that's just growing. So awesome. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers Thanks, guys. Austin. I think he's Thanks, here. Austin. Yeah. Thank you, Austin. Ho- hopefully, he gets a chance to swing by here a little bit later. You guys can get a chance to meet him. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's good. Oh. It is not too hoppy. This is this is um pretty legit. I like yeah. It. It's good. Very oh. good. Yeah, not, not too bitter. I mean, no. Not too bitter for a guy that drinks IPAs all the time. Yeah. Might be to like your bush light guy or something, but but it's it's not bad. It's got a, it's got a lot of body, good flavor. Uh, it has that citrusy, obviously that citrus kick to it that I love. My wife loves smelling them. She hates drinking them. So mm. IPAs. It's the good stuff. Yeah. There you go. So Laz is a good. Oh, actually, before we get started, I just I I, I wanted to make sure, man, because I know you're from Chicago. Yeah. So this is important to me. Are you a Bears fan? I am. I'm okay. a big Bears fan. And, and he just went up like two notches on my scale on that. <laughs> right. right. So uh, I just had to, I just wanted to make sure of that because I, I, I knew you were from uh, originally from Chicago. So uh, that's kind of cool. Another Bears fan. Love it, man. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, man. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know uh, we mentioned a little bit about, you know, uh, you being a pro staff for some of those companies, but can you explain a little bit about that and just what you do, pretty much in regards to fishing. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me here. It's awesome. I've been listening to you guys and watching uh, some of your podcasts and some of the guys you guys have had on from Corey, you know, a lot of local guys and mm-hmm. some of the marine biologists. So thank you for what you guys do here, obviously, in Iowa and for the community. I know you guys both have your channels and things like that. So thanks for having me here, man. This is this is yeah. good stuff for sure. Oh, glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I uh, originally from Chicago. I moved here about four or five years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, and uh, got right into the fishing industry here, uh, taught to a lot of people, and just kind of tried to figure out what was what Iowa fishing is all about. You know, it's a little bit different than, than from where I'm from, uh, but, uh, you know, just kind of slowly growing and, and trying to make uh, somewhat of a name for myself, I guess, in, in the fishing industry like, like you guys have, you know, so... Um, a few people have heard of us. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> oh, we're we're going to keep this, like I said, we're the best underground fishing podcast. <laughs> we're just going to you know, rein that in, man. Just, just embrace it. Yeah, Be- before we get too far, so how, how do you like the fishing compared to Iowa? And what don't you like about the fishing com- in Iowa compared to Illinois? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, Illinois, it was, I don't know if you, heard, you said you listened to the old podcast, uh, you know, we have these things called uh, forest preserves, and they're areas in the actual city of Chicago and around the state of Illinois that are actually reserved and kind of taken care of through the government uh, back home. So, uh, you know, they're stopped by our DNR, and like the land is kind of protected. So uh, you usually don't go hunting in them. You can do a little bit of camping, um, and then the fishing, obviously, is there. A lot of uh, water sports. So, you know, if you want a kayak or canoe or, you know, little motorboats, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all ran through, like, different park districts. So, uh, let's say you want to go fishing for pike. Like, there's a pool or an area that have just pike in it. 
Hmm. And if you want to go for walleye, there's a certain body of water that's like just for walleye. And if you want to go for panfish, you know, they're kind of mixed in with everything else. But uh, it's just a lot different that things are just kind of, I don't know, like done for you, I guess. We're here, like you guys actually have like bigger lakes. I mean, besides like Michigan, you know, like Red Rock, things like that. I mean, we don't have any of that stuff back home, you know, and Red Rock has a little bit of everything in it, obviously. And the river system here is a lot different. Uh, so that's that's cool, man. You know, the uh, the thing that I experienced that was like the biggest I guess shocker and difference is like I was really heavily into farm pond fishing mm. and I had never experienced that. And when I first heard about it and I learned about it, uh, man, I thought it was crazy. Like the <laughs> fact that like people go up and like knock on other people's doors and are like, Hey, can we, can we fish your pond? And like, I don't know, man, <laughs> I can't imagine going up to someone's door and asking them to, to borrow, you know, their land or use their land or their property. You know, for me, it's just a foreign concept, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah. but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's different and it's cool. You know, besides Lake Michigan, um, that's kind of where I, between that and, and the forest reserve is kind of where I started as far as ice fishing goals and things like that is, uh, you know, the harbors freeze during the winter time and obviously can catch pretty much anything from you know carp to your perch to northern pike walleye salmon uh all those so cool yeah. man salmon through the ice i know man that'd be sick that's that'd be uh we might have to look into that that's kind of interesting dude absolutely uh not even chicago but like milwaukee harbor uh just look it up youtube milwaukee harbor and see some of these trout like the browns that these guys are coming out mm. oh Nothing like it, man. Man. Nothing see, like it. Like, I don't even bother with the trout here that we have because we got all stockers pretty much. So you're talking about 12 to, like, what the brood stocks, 20s, low 20 inches. I, I think so. But, yeah. like, if we go to one of these bays that freeze up and catch a freaking, like, 30-inch brown trout or freaking – do they have steelhead that go through yeah. there too? Oh, yeah. Steelhead. Because yeah. I watch uh, – I've been watching Eric Hadia. Mm-hmm. And he'd be catching trout like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Those are freaking huge. Man, we, See, we if we had trout like that, I'd be I'd I'd fish for a trout. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But since we don't, I don't fish for trout here. Sure. It's it's kind of interesting too because uh, we have a lot of people that uh, in Minnesota they they're different too. They're fishing. Um, yes, they they are the land of ten thousand lakes, but they told us that a lot of times they can't really bank fish there. Sure. A lot of times they have to have a boat to have access to specific spots to mm-hmm. fish in those lakes. So is that kind of similar to Illinois too? I mean, is there's not much shore fishing during the, I guess, open water then? You know, at the forest reserves there are. Um, you know, they, they try to focus it towards, you know, family-friendly events and things like that. So you'll have your spots of open bank where you can fish. And like I said, you can kind of rent the canoes and kayaks and take them out and bring a fishing pole and things like that, you know, which is nice. And obviously the lakefront's the lakefront, man. You know, it's, it's open and they have, oh, man, it's all sorts of areas where you can just kind of walk to and bring a tackle box or a backpack and a rod and just chill all day, man. It's, nice. it's good times, yeah. Is there any fish that you could only, well, I guess tr- those big trout would be, I, w- I was going to ask, like, is there any species that you miss catching in Illinois that you don't really get into here? You, you know, Iowa doesn't have a lot of, I mean, certain lakes do, but I mean, pike, I miss pike. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I started learning on. You know, I learned how to set tip-ups and things like that. Um, and it's, it's different here because... You know, you don't go to Badger Creek, really, and set up tip-ups. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, tip-up like, fishing isn't really that 
big in Iowa. No, no, it's not. At least not in central Iowa. Maybe, you know, IGLs up north, stuff like that. But down here, I rarely ever see tip-ups. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen, like in central Iowa, I've never seen anybody do a tip-up, period. Yeah, you know, and like the lakes or lakes and stuff here, I mean, we have some walleye, you know, but mm-hmm. again, compared to like Minnesota where, you know, a majority of their lakes have walleye, you know, guys just don't set tip-ups here. And it's just, yeah. for me, it's, it's just different, you know, and nothing wrong with it. I just, I just thought it was different, you know. So. Yeah. But I miss pike, man. And they, they eat well, too. Like, if you haven't eaten pike, oh, man, it's good <laughs> stuff. I think I've had it once. I, I know I wouldn't want to clean it myself. Sure. But if somebody else cleans it, like, yeah, bring, bring it on. I mean, I would do it if I caught a pike. Like, okay, I think I'm going to try to clean it. But from what I've seen, it would just be like, I'll try it one time. And if I don't know if I'd you know, want to keep another one to do it again. Sure. But we'll see. Maybe it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, that might have to be another goal of mine to catch a pike through the ice. I haven't caught it is there anywhere? What's the? Lo- I guess where's the closest place we have a good opportunity to catch a pike through the ice here? Do you, you guys know? I'd say clear, probably. Really? Probably one of those northern lakes. Northern lakes. Um, if the rivers freeze up enough, you could do the river. Very true. Yeah. But man, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. So since you've been in Iowa, I mean, what, what's been uh, the best part of fishing here? What, what do you like about fishing in Iowa versus? I think the community. You know, I think our community here is something special, mm. uh, especially right now. Like, we have so many good things, I feel like, coming out of Iowa. You know, and most people, I don't think, think of Iowa as a fishing destination. Uh, as things progress up north in, like, the IGLs and Clear Lake, I can definitely see it turning into a, a destination fishing area. And then all the, like, the businesses that we have, right? Like, so our YouTube guys and your podcasts, things like that, we got, you know, um, Sean Tran with his rods, and we got mm-hmm. the plastic companies coming up. I mean, we got a lot of good guys here, you know, and all full of information. And for me, that was different as well. And uh, it's, it's been very cool, and I like it, man. You know, just to be able to network with so many different groups of people, and and who are willing to share, I guess, like their experiences and what they do and, and where they fish. You know, right? Very true. I don't know, man. I just I've been watching. S- looking at social media a lot a lot of people are like people love to share but then other people hate that other people love to share (laughs) (laughs) there's got to be a balance yeah there's got to be a balance no i swear because i saw saw on social media like somebody posted you know their catch and everything you know they were excited they just wanted whether bragging or they just wanted you know show people right then you got all these haters i guess you might as well thanks for ruin our spot and all that shit i'm just like dang dude you know the guy was just showing a catch with him and his i think it was like his kids too that was a crazy thing and he was just showing it and i'm just like man you gotta ream him on that i mean i get it well now everybody's gonna be coming down here did he say where he was at um i mean he posted it in a a group page where where it was oh like a certain lakes page yeah well i mean if you're going to post pictures on a, let's say, Sailorville Lakes page, odds are you're going to be at Sailorville, right? Sure, sure. I mean, that should be a given already. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, I think those people are just like, stop posting. I'm just like, well, and, and somebody actually, you know, responded, this is true. He goes, well, this is a page, a group page that, to show and tell people how the bite is and how the ice is and 
this is you know what I'm saying like this is people just you know telling and showing so if you don't like it scroll I mean it's as simple as that sure. so I, I, I get that but yeah they were it was crazy though I was just like man it was like I, I went into a rabbit hole <laughs> like, scrolling and reading the, oh, the comments I was that guy going through the comments on like Facebook or YouTube is like you, you just you just want to turn your brain off. Like, oh my <laughs> <Right>. god! <laughs> like, jeez, man. It, I mean, it's just fishing. We love it, you know. Obviously, and you know, I mean, it's not that serious to me. I mean, people probably would hate if I post it all the time, but I, I try not to. I post one fish because that's pretty much what I normally catch. So I just show the picture of one fish. And that's about it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I try to be a little sneaky. You know, I don't. I try not to put any landmarks. Agreed. I I never say the you know where I'm at, yeah. out of respect for the locals, and I don't want the places I go to get blown up too. True. Very sure. true. Uh, some people like sharing their spots, um, and you know that's that's up to them really. I'm kind of the same way. You know, I don't really. Uh, <clears throat> I do post a lot just because I'm on social media quite a bit, and obviously mm-hmm. with, with different companies, I like to share my experiences. Uh, again, especially with some of those guys who are up in, you know, the Dakotas and, and Minnesota, you know, our fishing down here is a lot different. So I just want mm-hmm. to try to share my experiences, you know, to them and, and show them kind of what we got going on down here. Um, but I'm the same way. I, I try not to share, you know, my exact location. I don't, I don't mind giving an idea. Yeah. And I, I usually don't show my biggest catches. Like, I'll show some good stuff, just enough to try to pique people's interest. But I don't want to post my, my nicest, biggest fish all the time. You know, and for the same thing, like things get, especially here, I mean, things get pretty crowded pretty quickly, you know, and, and what we've seen in the past year as far as the fishing community and the, the rise in participants and people getting involved because of this whole pandemic that we unfortunately have, have gone through, you know, um, the sports on the rise, man, and everyone wants to get out. People don't want to be inside, you know, and they got kids. I got kids. You got kids. I mean, everyone's got kids, and we want to get out and do something um, different. I don't know. have kids, <laughs> by the way. <coughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I understand. Yeah, so just trying to share, you know, if people, if someone were to ask me privately or, or you know, message yeah. me and just say, hey, man, could you help me out? Give me some tips. I have no problem helping out giving some tips. My exact holes and my exact locations, yeah. nah, that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> like... But one of the most annoying comments, because, you know, I do the videos and I'll share those posts on uh, social media. First thing, they they just say, where's where this? Where's this? <laughs> yeah. Where like you at? Hey, what, like, where are you at? What spot? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, but I, I mean, I, I understand. Um, yeah, it's just use your best judgment, I guess, when you post. I don't know. I, you're right, though. I, I don't post. I mean, I don't. It's not like I catch a ton anyways. I just get out whenever I can get out, so. That's just me. Um, I, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit, too, though. Because, like, you know, right now, it's like we're in the, I guess you say we're in the peak of ice season here in central Iowa. Yeah, I'd say we're, like, right in the middle. Yeah. 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 So, last, I mean, when you go, I guess, do you prepare before you go out? And when I say, well, do you prepare, how do you prepare? Like, um, if you're going to go to a specific body of water that you've never been before, um, I guess what 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 is your game plan? What do you normally do uh, to help yourself, you know, be successful on the ice? And the reason why I ask that is because in case somebody is like listening, wondering, like, you know, what should I do? You know, what should I just go out and just drill holes? But do you actually do planning, recon, or what do you? What's your I guess game plan? Yeah, sure. It's a good question. Real good question. Uh, you know, if it's if it's something serious like a tournament um, or 
if there's a new body of water that I've never been to, I'll probably go social media first and just browse through the pages. You know, mm-hmm. I won't I won't ask questions. I just because I don't think it's for me personally. I just I feel bad. You know, I feel bad contacting you and being like, hey man, I'm going out to Lake blah blah blah. Where were you at? You know, like right. it's just not my style. Um, but I'll just look up. You know, I see who's who's where doing what. You know, sometimes people have fish with lures in their mouth. Sometimes. You know, they'll kind of give you a, an idea of what the ice is like, you know, things like that. So I'll kind of start there and just see what's up, you know. Um, if there's a bait shop locally, I'll try to stop there uh, and just talk to whoever's behind the counter and just say, hey, have you heard about anything about the fishing lately? Have you had a lot of pressure? What did the weekend look like? You know, that kind of thing. So I'll kind of start there. I'll pair that up with, you know, some weather, obviously, kind of looking at, you know, this year I think we've had a pretty, it's been cold, but front-wise we haven't had a ton of fronts roll in last year it was like every other day we had like super windy then we had snow then we had rain then we had it was all over the place i think this year so far we've been pretty pretty steady you know i mean we've had some snow but not not as much as we've had before it's it's been like this yeah most winter bluebird yeah, skies mm-hmm. and freaking high pressure and cold yeah and, and cold and yeah cold. yeah and so I like I, I'll so I'll do that, and then the weather, and of course, just what everyone else kind of uses nowadays. You know, the the Navionics and, and all the Lake Master chips, uh, Google Earth. You know, I'm I'm primarily a, a pan fisherman, so the first thing that I'm I'm looking for is I'm looking for weeds. If I had fished there before, I try to remember during the spring and summer months where did I see the thickest and the greenest weeds, because that's usually going to pre- it'll present the most oxygen for those fish. And then I go to the most, de- like, deepest adjacent spot to that weeds. So if I have weeds up in, you know, this corner here, I'm going to go adjacent to that, wherever the deepest spot is. And that's where I'm going to kind of start and see see what's going on, you know. And then I kind of make a game plan on the lake once I see, you know, from there. I'm jotting what, that down. What about you? What do you do for research? Gorge? Grandy? If I'm going to a new... Uh, other than follow me. Well, what an ass. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what I do. I just I just text fishing kit like where where do you recommend? <laughs> right. Uh, I do honestly, um besides texting kit and people or whatever. Uh I actually no, I actually look up the maps and then I try to see well, number one, I see where the brush piles, wherever all the, you know, I guess whatever they have structures or whatever they would have. And then I'd be like, okay, that would be a first spot that I would look into. And then, like you said, I would actually look into social media too. I would I, I would scan just to kind of see like, all right, if I'm going to this lake right here up north, all right, I go join that group page or whatever the page and just see what people have been posting recently or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then I, I usually go to the Iowa DNR page and just mm-hmm. kind of see, honestly, just kind of see what they stock in there. I mean, if, if, if I'm going to go target, like I said, if I'm going to target a walleye, I'm not going to go to this pond or lake or whatever that they don't stock right, walleye. Right. So I have to make sure, you know, it, what's in there that I can attack or sure. at least try and target. I guess that would be my game plan. And then I just go out and start drilling, man. I, I, honestly, I just start from the wherever the structures are and stuff. And then, like I said, kind of going off of hearsay where people have been successful, whether recently or in the past. And then I start from there and then just kind of branch off there. And then, I don't know. And then either I catch or I don't. And then I just let you know, like, man, this sucks. I ain't going back there again, dude. Right. That's, that's, 
that's pretty much my experience. Yeah, man. I don't know. What about you, kid? What do you do? Me, man. I, well, I'm like you. I lurk in those fishing groups because you know there's a lot to uh, there's a lot of information get to gather there. I mean, I'm not messaging every guy that posts pictures of fish like, hey, hey, where's this spot? Because as I mentioned earlier, it's it's I wouldn't well annoying is a strong word, but when people just out of nowhere ask you, hey, where's this spot? You know, I don't want to be that guy doing that either. So I'm lurking on Facebook, and then I'm looking at lake maps all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I hop on the um, Iowa DNR's webpage for, for like our local lakes. I'm looking at the fishing forecast, because at the, um, they got like a bunch of criteria on the Iowa DNR's website. It's got like popular species, um, regulations, and one of them's fishing forecast. I'm looking at that. They don't update it every year, but if it's within the last couple of years or so, there's a lot to take from there. They'll say like, oh, the blue, bluegill population looks like this, and people are catching you know, catfish between this and that size. And then I'll look at the survey data, because um, they got all the data on there. The, like, what all the species, how big they are, how many they're catching, what's the average weight, you know, what's the minimum size, what's the maximum size. I'm looking at all that stuff. Like, let's say I'm gonna hit X Lake this on Saturday. I'll look at that stuff like two or three times. Mm-hmm. I'll go back and look at the maps and the fishing forecast just in case I missed anything. Yeah, when I'm looking at the maps, I'm looking for like underwater structure, not necessarily brush piles or anything like that. But if they're marked, I'll look at them. But I'm looking more for like points and breaks and um, anywhere where there's like big changes in the topography of the water. That's a big one, man. Yeah. That's a big one. I think that's more important. One of the more important things that people overlook. Yeah. How long do you think you guys spend? Let's say you, this weekend's coming up. How many? If it's a brand new, like, how many hours or whatever would you say you spend planning and and gearing up and just setting yourself up for that new lake? We'll start with you last. How long do you think? Honestly, man, uh, my wife might might uh, think <laughs> different, but uh, you know, a couple of days, um, depending on again, if it's a tournament, if it's something a little bit more serious, if I'm you know trying to get into some money or something like that, you know, I would take a little bit more time, uh, you know, slow it down and just kind of really pick at things, you know, pick things apart, like like kind of what you were saying, you know, um, if it's just for fun, if I'm just going out there with a few guys just to have a you know a session of fishing, man, like a few days few days you know i think all the things like you guys were saying that um especially in the iowa dnr that some other dnrs don't do is is the maps and the structure i mean that's huge you know uh fishing surveys i think that's like you were saying man like that's a big part of it you know if you're if you have bass and your bass are stumped you know and they're they're stunted and they're small like that tells me for a pan fisherman that tells me well you know that might not be my my number one choice you know i want someone that's got you know five pounders six pounders you know mm. if i know bass are thriving so are panfish you mm. know if your walleye are thriving so are your panfish you know so a couple days yeah but yeah. well, you if you're you're going to a new new lake honestly how 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 many hours how many days do you technically are prepping do you think i think like I, I can't quantify the number of hours, but it's like every day. Yeah, if I know I'm going to like the lake that we went to a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. 
that whole week, I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, that lake that you went to? That, that you posted? That yeah. one lake. That, I, one. that I haven't posted uh, yet. Where uh, Where was that? <laughs> in Iowa. In, some, somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> but I'm either, yeah, I'm either going back to those fishing forecasts, going back to those maps, like every day until, until I start going. I'm looking at the fishing report, forecast, survey. Uh, I'll just, I don't know, I just, I'm, I don't know, is that com- obsessive? I just keep going back until, like, okay, I'm hyping myself up. I mean, okay, so this is the thing. I, I don't think it's obsessive. If I had the time, if I didn't have work and the kids and all that stuff, I think I would be doing the same shit that you do, honestly. But the thing is, um, I'm, I'm, I have so much time in the day that I can only do so, so much research, like, because I get yelled at. Like, what are you doing on the computer over there? And then most of the time, they're like, it's, what are you looking at a map? <laughs> or well, what are you looking at that? You could peek at it, like, you know, yeah. a couple of minutes. Like, okay, maybe I should try over here instead. All right. But, or while you're in the, on the toilet or something. <laughs> but I think, no, no, I think what you guys are, it, it's about, but like, okay, so a lot of people get, get on this social media, like, if you're looking for a bite, you're gonna have to put in the homework. Mm-hmm. You gotta put in the homework. You gotta go in because I think um, I think really this past summer and this like ice fishing season, I, I've slowly have put in more and more time into it, and I think it's helping me as a person, just to, as a fisherman, just to get a little bit better at understanding. Sure. You know what what I'm trying to do better, but um, instead of just keep asking him. <laughs> but there's there's like a satisfaction when yeah. Let's say you put you've looked at this lake five out of seven days during the week and then that day you finally go and hit exactly what you were trying to do agreed yeah because we were um I, we went out there to catch wipers okay and i ended up hitting like five and i missed like four okay this spot looks good i think they're gonna be here and we i went there uh set up the shack one time started catching them really yeah and then these guys they were in they these fish weren't just like everywhere because yeah. these guys were set up. You guys were probably like 50, 60 yards away. At the beginning. Didn't catch yeah. any. Then you guys moved closer, but on a different point on this piece of structure, and they didn't catch any. Yeah. But we caught panfish that they weren't catching really. They were wow. catching the bigger fish. Okay. But Which is fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> oh, the bigger fish I all wanna, day. Trust me. I was like, what the hell? We're literally, when we moved, we were like literally maybe eight feet away from them. Okay. We're like, but the difference of, of depth, and, and like you said, the, the, just that minute point made a huge difference because they were fishing in maybe 24, 25 feet, 20, right? In the, yeah, 20. 25 feet. Okay. But we'll, we'll give away that much. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, was, I was literally eight feet away, and I was fishing maybe, we were fishing maybe 17, 18 feet. So that difference right there, I mean, we were catching panfish. I mean, it, we, you know, we were on, we are hit, we are on hit. But thing was, we were I, I was trying to target, you know, hybrid striped bass wipers too. Sure. I couldn't catch them because I wasn't at the right spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it was just because how I know that is because I went back <laughs> and I fished at his spot <laughs> and I actually yeah. caught uh, what I was targeting. Sure. So it was literally it was uh, I mean within five, like five to eight feet made a huge difference. And I think that's crazy, right? Like, and, and <clears throat> this is something that I tell a lot of people, ice fish, especially who are like just getting started, is like, A, don't get discouraged, right? If you do put the work in and you didn't catch or you didn't catch what you thought you were going to catch, like, don't get discouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, give it at least two more times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the other part of it, too, is like, a foot can make a difference. 
you can have the guys mm-hmm. using the same jig with the same line with the same rod, like literally everything. One guy will catch everything, and the next will catch nothing. Pretty much. And people are like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I used the same thing as fishing kid. Fishing <laughs> kid slams them, and no Pretty one much. else does. But, I mean, really, ice fishing, and I think fishing in general, like, I don't know why, but it's just the way it is, man. It, whether it be, and I was explaining this to some other a group of guys uh, this past week, was, so I have, uh, I like using uh, Rapala's Ultralight number threes. There's a color called Fire Tiger, or Orange Fire Tiger, or something like that. And just the difference in the stripes can make a difference in a lure or in a bait. Or one might have extra BBs in it or rattles, and it makes that big of a difference to where fish will be scared from it and other fish will be attracted and, and get, like, the reaction strike. And it's just, it boggles my mind. It's nuts. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Are you a guy that is switching out baits, like, every fifth drop if you're not catching fish? Like, oh, I want to switch the color because I haven't caught a fish after 20 minutes. And then you just keep switching stuff? Or do you kind of just focus on more, more on, like, your cadence or maybe how your bait's positioned versus the color? Because I know people get caught up in colors. Like, for me, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy. I, I don't want to retie if I don't have to. Sure. I, I don't get caught up in colors. Like, I go out there with one color. If it, that doesn't work, then the fish don't want to bite. <laughs> right on, right on. He does that. Does he? Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. The fish just aren't biting at all. They, whatever. <laughs> We're going home. But you know, I'll switch from a totally different type of lure. I'll put down a spoon, and if they aren't hitting that, then I'll downsize. But as far as like colors and stuff go, I'm not really a color guy. Sure. I'm sure it makes a difference on the toughest of tough days. Sure. What are you? Are you a guy that's always switching out colors? You know, I know this sounds super cliche, uh, and I've talked about this before. Um, I, I really honestly, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, something that I honestly do try to do is, is really learn uh, what the fish want, mm-hmm. right? And, and people who are starting off are like, well, what does that mean? How do you do that? How do you learn? Um, for instance, this past Sunday I was on a lake. Okay, and I start off, I always tell people and I always encourage people to start off with something that you're confident in, okay? Your confidence might be a lot different than my confidence. They might be the same color, they might be different color. You know, you have a lure that you like to start off with, I have my lure that I like to start off with. Always start with something that you're confident in. Uh, from there, I let the fish tell me, okay? So if I drop down, especially for ice fishing, if I drop down and I see a fish come up and look at it, multiple times i'm not just talking you know three four times i'm talking again you're you're 10 feet away and you're slamming panfish and i'm here you know 10 feet away and i got fish coming up but they're not engaging in it that already tells me okay something's going on either you know it's it's not the presentation is wrong uh you know my my knot that i use is not right something here is not connecting so it's my opportunity to change to see what, what's going on, right? So if I'm starting off with a fire tiger and that's my confidence and it's not going, but I'm having fish come up and still not engaging, then that tells me, okay, it's prob- for me, it's probably a color. It's probably a color thing, right? Um, or it's a line issue, you know? So um, I talked about this on a 515 podcast. Um, you know, I'm pan fisherman again, and so I, have, I bring five rods or six rods out, 
Each one of those rods is set up differently. So I have some with two pound test, I have some with three pound test, I have some with braid, I have some with braid and a swivel. Um, so the first time I go down and nothing happens, okay, you know, I start with a three, three pound test line, I'll go down to a two and then I'll change the color. And then I'll change either meat, if I'm using meat that day, or minnow head, or plastics, you know? And I'll start kind of going through that. I try not to tie. I hate tying. You know, I got fat little sausage fingers, man. And trying to get two-pound line through the loops and tying a polymer and all this stuff, forget it. So, you know, I try to, again, this goes into the preparation. You know, a day ahead, I'll, I'll go through my rods, see what I have. If I need to change out rods, I will. Uh, I'll look at the line, make sure there's nothing like kinks or breaks or you know burns on it, things like that. Uh, and then I'll you know I'll, I'll switch out rods, I'll switch out lines, and I'll go from there. Uh, and also one will have a silver on, one will have a gold, one will have a fire tiger, one will have a red, one will have a, a pink. You know, because I'm a pan fisherman, that's what I know works in Iowa. Like I, mm -hmm. I just know that. You know that. You know that. You know this over time. You you learn. George uh, is just nodding his head like, yeah, yeah, because, yeah totally. Because yeah, I'm, totally. Not, I'm not going to lie, man. <laughs> I don't switch out line. <laughs> Whatever I have, guys, I'm going to lie, man. It's, it's, it's what's sticking on the thing because I'm not. But I do have enough rods that can do it. I choose to put on each rod different lures, like different types. Yeah, yeah. But in regards to lines, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm too lazy. I, I, Nothing wrong with that, man. I'm just like, shit, the <laughs> Like you just said, they ain't buying the day. <laughs> right. See, imagine. I know this is going to be hard uh, uh, for, for you to comprehend. Imagine if I did all those extra steps and catch, caught more fish. Wouldn't that be crazy? If I could, if I could catch more fish so than I already do. So why don't you start doing that? <laughs> then you'd be like the greatest fisherman ever. No. I mean, for me, I got two rods. One, my power noodle. I got the tungsten on there and my uh, carbon rod spoon on there i'd like i don't ever put on new lures like they're gotta they, they're gonna eat one of these two and i fish them both at the same time and whatever they bite that's what i go with are they are they something that you have confidence in like do you use those two lures exclusively like no matter what body of water you go in iowa you always start with with those two yes but the reason is they're already tied on there, so that's why I'm using them. I'm with you, man. I mean, we're, okay. I'm right. with you. I'm, 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 I fished with the – do you listen to the Short Rod Show? Yeah, of course, yeah. Shout-outs to Ben and Brett. Ben, uh, I spent the night out on a, a lake over the weekend, and mm -hmm. Ben came out and fished with me for a few hours at night. And I was telling him that, and he was, like, freaking mind-blown. And he's over there, like, switching <laughs> stuff, like, every 10 minutes. I was like, dude, like, why are you switching us? Like, you know, like, you gotta try different stuff. And I was telling him, whatever's tied on, like, I got stuff tied on from last year. If it's on there, I, that's what I'm fishing with. He, he, awesome, like, he couldn't bro. believe it. Really? Like, what the? I was like, the only time I retie or switch, switch like my tungsten or whatever, like, I'm not doing it for the color. It's because either I broke off. Actually, it, that's the only reason when I break <laughs> I was off. Say, I'm like, dude, that's the only reason why I even. Dude, you're right. Dude, it broke off. That's all. Dude, I don't know if it's just because. See, maybe know. that's what I could do better as an angler, like for those really tough days. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it makes a difference. Oh yeah. But eighty percent of the time, I'm sticking <laughs> well, to my guns. Yeah. Well, well, Ash, let me ask you. Like, um, that is true because I, I hear how people say downsize the line, or, or you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, it makes a huge difference. How do you we? I don't know. 
is it just a confidence thing or do you really believe that line makes a difference let's just say if i'm using a four pound or six pound whatever and is it all of a sudden like when you go down to that two pound or one pound it like all of a sudden it's just night and day yeah absolutely really? yeah no joke you know here in central iowa i don't know if it matters as much because most of our water it's is dingy right yeah. mm-hmm. so i mean just a couple pound test change i don't think to make that big of a difference when you get up to like the igls if you fish okaboji quite a bit you start with four pounds it's going to be hard man and then you drop down to two pounds it will be a night and day difference especially on like you were saying like the weather that we've had so far this year you know you have these high blue skies no cloud sun's out going down to that two pound especially fluorocarbon and let me tell you i used to hate fluorocarbon and honestly right now i'm still not sure i like fluorocarbon <laughs> um but it really is it, it really is different you, you feel more and and the fish tend to not see it as much they're not as spooked you know last year when i was using three pound mono i would have fish kind of come up and just kind of you know hesitate a little bit more where i feel like this year man it's been lights out see we, we had uh travis on uh the owner of stan's bait shop mm-hmm. and he said the exact same thing he goes they sell out up there in, 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 at the igls yeah, the two pound, uh, two pound, and the one, one and two one, pound, one and two pound yeah. lines. He goes, they sell out every year. He goes, people don't understand until they get there, and then they see, like you just said, the moment they go from like four or three pounds all the way to one. He said sometimes there's just that finicky, and he goes, they start killing. Them. Especially in places that's that's heavily pressured, right? So, Okaboji, a lot of people start off right off the Ritz. You know, everyone goes there for panfish. And if you've ever fished there, like, parts of it, the closer you get to kind of like the bridge area, I mean, it's, it's pretty shallow. And you flip your shack over, I mean, dude, you can see everything under there. I mean, you see fish, you can see their scales, you can see, I mean, you can see their colors, you can, you can see everything. You know, so how does a fish not get scared in a place that's heavily pressured? when you're using, you know, three, four pound test, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's, it's fun to figure out. And I think that goes back to the whole conversation of, of doing your work beforehand and just trying to talk to people, see, and, and, and just, you know, interact with the community. And, and that's it. I got enough rods. I'm switching lines out. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm switching to, I'm gonna, I'm, I have all these rods. I might as well, right? Oh, you might as well go like one, two, three, all the way up to six pounds. Why not? Why not? Was just, the, just try it. Worst you know? case scenario, it's the same shit. It wasn't going to bite you before. <laughs> right. <laughs> worst case scenario, yeah. you won't catch anything on it anyway. <laughs> but if it's all of a sudden you're like, huh, you know. Yeah. You know, I said all that stuff about me being lazy. I just stick with whatever I have on there. I do agree with the, the line thing, especially in clear water. Because, well, the fish, especially when it's highly pressured, there's high pressure, they're kind of just creeping. And they're just sitting there staring at your stuff. So they got so much time to scrutinize something before they go after it. If you're you're using like four pound line, yeah, they can see it easy. Yeah. Because they got the time. Very true. They're just, yeah, if you watch your sonar, you just see them just hovering there. So they're looking at it. Yeah, they're just staring at it, thinking about like, do I want to eat this? I can see that line. We just had that today. And they're like, nope. <laughs> we just had that today. So, so I mean, I, we weren't going to touch on it, but we might as well. So, Fishing Kid and myself, we went out for about an hour right before this podcast. We are like, I was excited. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this challenge. I'm going to fish with Fishing Kid for an hour. We're going to record this podcast and have an awesome video. We didn't catch shit. See, I was going out there like, all right, I'm, he had bait. I was going to use plastics only. 
you know, I was go I was going in there with tons of confidence in the plastic. When we got out there, it's like, oh man, I think the bait's gonna kick my ass. And even the guy with the bait couldn't catch yeah. anything. Oh, it so, could have been the line. Yeah. Could have been the line. <laughs> I think, think it could have been the line. <laughs> All right, midway through, shout out to uh, Kelowna Brewing sponsor. I grabbed the uh, folk style beer. I don't know what's in there. It's really strong, so I went have fun drinking this. Cheers, guys. Did we, cheers, even, did we even say cheers earlier? We did. I, yeah, we did. We I, have, did. I, I got that just for you, man. Well, thank you. Toppling Goliath. Yes. One of my Pseudo? favorites. What do you got Pseudo Sue. Pseudo Sue. Pseudo Sue. This is favorite. Yeah, right. I, think, I think, is that Iowa This beer? is American Lager, I think. Uh, we, we might as well give you guys a little bit of, little, little pub, a little love. There we go. Lager. Iowa Eagle. Iowa Eagle? Wait, wait. Who, what's the brewery company? I should know this. I don't. I don't know why. Is it on the bottom? I, brewing. Iowa Brewing Company. Right? Oh. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Iowa Brewing Company. Yeah. Where's that out of? I got to read the notes, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, all the links to the beer. Yeah, 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 try. Toppling Goliath out of Decora. Yeah. I know that much. Well, it's, this is like one of my favorite beers. It was the beer that I brought out with me to the, uh, to the, um, my overnight. I almost said the lake. Oh. <laughs> we try not to say the lakes on here. <laughs> I mean, we say it, but it's okay, I think, here and there. Because people understand that we are from central Iowa. But my thing is, though, I, th- I think you do a good job of not giving the spot and the time away. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because, I don't know, man. People can figure it out for themselves, right? If they know, they know. That's what I'm saying. But... Yeah, I'm not handing that information out if they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to no Spencer, Spencer River Certified. He he goes like he he says this. I'm not here to give you a fishing report. I will help you. I'll give you tips and you know what I do, what's worked for me. But I'm not going to give you the spot, the location of where I'm at, what I'm doing, what or when, because I'm not your fishing report god. Sure. And, totally makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I wonder how that guy's doing. All up in Florida. Yeah. Must catching nice. stripers and know, all the awesome. cool fish. Don't care about us. It's all good. <laughs> See how it is, Spencer. He wasn't just... So when we release this episode, I might... We pro- Most likely I did release that other episode with uh, his wife and myself and my wife. So He might be back. Yeah. He, I we'll think he's we'll, coming back soon. We'll see if we can get him back on just him and us if we get a chance. Um, we'll see. Oh, speaking of... Uh, if you guys, by the time you guys hear this episode, we release this, uh, make sure you guys tune in. The reason being is uh, Fishing Kid and myself, we, we got invited. I don't know why. I told you we're underground podcast. But we got invited. We're going to the uh, Midwest Fish and Wildlife um, Convention. Awesome. Yeah, we, we had no idea. They, one so, in 10 years, yeah, they one, come to Iowa. Yeah. Get out. We're yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It's on man. a 10 year rotation. Yeah. And okay. this year is Iowa. Get out. Congratulations, yeah, guys. You. That's awesome. I have no idea how the hell we got invited. Like, Jeff, shout out to Jeff yeah. Kapaska because he's he's kind of our contact in the DNR, and he he basically set set this whole thing up for us. Yeah. Hopefully, um, he doesn't regret his decision. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's like there's like a certain expectation now. Like, okay, we can't just be some rough and gruff two dudes. Like, we got to be somewhat professional. No, we're underground. We can be rough and tough. <laughs> we're underground. Yeah, man, we're underground. Homie. That's awesome. I mean, are you guys excited about that? Like, I'm kind of anxious. I'm, I'm excited because we're going to be talking to uh, other states' DNRs and wildlife people. So, okay. I see, I've, 
my career, I've done a lot of stuff, so I don't get nervous or anything like that. So I love that shit because that shit, I get intrigued, I get educated. Okay. And with people like that, I'm like, shit, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm going to ask stupid questions, but then to me, there's got to be somebody's listening to this podcast, is, at least at my level, I hope. I don't know. I mean, sure, it might sure. be way above, maybe. But I, I'm learning, dude. So I'm excited because we're going to have, I think they have like the, I think Jeff already set up, um, I think he said he had Kansas, South Dakota, um, Ohio, uh, Nebraska, maybe, maybe Nebraska. Wow. Uh, all the DNR people said we can get a chance to kind of talk to them, pick their minds, to see what's going on in those states because we're all in the same vicinity. Sure. And we and technically we fished in those states. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only states that we, I don't know, we haven't been to uh, maybe is Illinois and Minnesota, Minnesota, <laughs> all places, <laughs> or the Dakotas. We don't really go Dakotas, there. yeah. But my brother-in-laws go with there. You went there before once. Last, oh yeah, yeah. Year. Yeah, you've been there. The yeah. far side of yeah. uh, South Dakota. Black Hills area. Yeah. Okay. How far do you travel when you go, whether it's ice fishing or open water, how far do you, do you say you're willing to travel? Honestly, uh, am I willing to travel? I'll pretty much go anywhere, man. You know, as far as, as long as it's fishing or ice fishing, like, I'll go anywhere. I don't mm. care, man. Five hours, eight hours, 12 hours. I'm game. I just I just <laughs> like to fish, man. You know, like, I just yeah. want to get out so, and fish. Okay, so speak about that, because we have a lot of listeners who are down south, whether mm-hmm. it's in Tennessee, Florida... California, um, Texas. I've been seeing a lot of downloads in Texas too. I'm like, what the hell? That's cool. Shout That's out awesome. to y'all. Because um, they're getting nice now, man. You know, yeah. now they got to switch up the game plan. <laughs> so, what is it about ice fishing? I mean, because, you know, fishing kit myself, we, we, we tell everybody how, you know, we love ice fishing to a certain degree because it's just, he'd just rather be fishing than sitting at home. Well, see, the thing is, I, I say this a lot. If I'm not ice fishing during the cold months, I'm not fishing at all, pretty much. I mean, I can hit the river, but those rocks are going to be slick. It's going to be a terrible time. My lines are freezing. It's going to be a terrible time. (laughs) And I I, I make it seem like I don't. I'm just ice fishing just because it's my only option. But once it gets here, I don't get caught up in the hype, you know, a month, two months ahead of the season. But, yeah, whatever. I'll just hit the river. I'll keep fishing, open water. I try not to get hyped up, but once it's here, I'm like freaking all in. I mean, I just spent two nights in my hub on the ice over the weekend. (laughs) Crazy guy. My my wife goes, dude, how did you? She she got mad at me because I didn't go out there the the one night I was going to go out. But the reason why I didn't go out because the next day I went ice fishing. Okay. So I I had to pick one or the other. Sure. Man. He's like, huh, make sure kid's okay out on the ice all by himself at night or go catch cool fish i went to go catch cool <laughs> fish but but the thing was I, I i told her i go look honey he texted me it sucks what the hell you want me to do he's not he goes it sucks it's not catching fish scores like okay you're live you're good that's that, that was my my train of thought right uh so i went the next day but no honestly like I, i'd like to see you know you explain to to those others that are in hawaii listening to us like what, what is it about ice fishing that you love and, and, and that excites you and that gets the whole, honestly, half the country in a frenzy when it comes to ice fishing now? Man, it's a good question. It's another good question. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's being able to, to get out in spots where open water, if you don't have a boat or a kayak, like you are really restricted to where and what you can fish for right um like you can do some small ponds but like 
Badger, right? Like that's a very popular, especially here in Central Ohio, it's a popular lake. Tell me in the summertime, besides off of like the boat docks and some other, the jetties, where else can you fish? Like there's no, there's no access really on the shore, if you think about it, that you can really fish, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Ice fishing, man, the people who don't have a boat or a kayak finally have the opportunity to hit all these spots that they weren't able to do or hit before and see what's out there and mm-hmm. see what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it, man, is just, just the camaraderie. Again, you know, just talking to people. You know, you have some people every now and then who don't want you to come too close and, and things like that. But, you know, it's you can, you're shouting distance and you can talk to someone and just ask them, hey, how's your day? You know, like, uh, for me personally, when I, when I owned a boat, like, you know, you try to have that, that courtesy, that, that boat courtesy, that boat respect. You don't want to obviously hit boats. You don't want to, you know, guys casting and you don't want to get in his way. And so I just try to kind of mind my own business and, and do my thing. Even with my kayak, I, I try to kind of just, I tend to stay away. I don't want someone to get mad at me or upset. You know, they might mm. be having the, the best day of their, of their life catching crappie. I don't want to <laughs> get in their way. You know, that's, that's me. Ice fishing. You know where their line is. They're not casting. They're going straight down, mm-hmm. you know, so I can get a little bit closer and I can interact with people and, and talk and ask questions and, and try, try to share some knowledge. If it's, you know, maybe it's someone out there for the first time and they're having a miserable time, you know, and their, their feet are cold and, and things like that. You know, maybe I have something that maybe I can help them with, you know, and, and, and do that. Um, and then getting involved with some of these, the bigger companies, I think it's just... Um, Everyone knows everything, man. It's, it's something that I've never experienced before in any industry in my life. Everyone is connected to another person in somehow, some way. You know, um, a lot of times, and I think, again, social media is, it plays a little part of this. You know, some of these bigger companies you think are, you know, like they're always button heads. They're always competing. It's always a fight. And that's really not what it's about, man. Like, everyone truly wants to be there because they want to be there. They're there because they're passionate about the sport. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that, you know, a lot of these bigger companies are, are good at the things that they are known for. And it's like a respect kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this guy's having a hard time setting up, so you just go over. If you have some free time, you go over there, you help him out. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a clam, Eskimo, Freybill, Otter. It doesn't matter, you know, because somehow, some way, they're intertwined um, with you know, whoever, you know, oh, they used to work there or this guy knows that guy. And so out of respect and out of help, just go over there and try to help out the best you can, you know, just being a positive person, you know what I'm saying? And I I wish more people uh, from the States that aren't in the Midwest and for people who don't go to ice shows could see this because I think it's, it's really important, man. And it's really awesome to see behind the scenes and actually like just watching how things like connect and interact. It's just like, Mm. Man, I love I love ice fish, and I love the people who ice fish. This is good stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like for me, I feel like when you're out ice fishing, uh, compared to open water fishing, or if you're in a boat or a kayak, it's easy to walk up to somebody that's just out there ice fishing. Hey, how's it going? You know, you know, ask them how how the fishing's going. Just talk to them. But like. If I'm out on the river, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go up to, to this guy and talk to him, really. Yeah. But the funny thing is, um, you're talking about boat courtesy and stuff. Uh, I I kind of noticed there was a guy on the ice. He was kind of expecting that boat courtesy 
because uh, there was this guy drilling. He was, he was kind of going towards this one guy that was on the ice. And then he, like, the guy that was uh, already set up in a spot, he yells out to the other guy, would you get this close to me in a boat? <laughs> and then, you know, the guy didn't really have an answer. He's like, no, you wouldn't. And he was like, oh, man. Really? Yeah. So he expected boat courtesy on the ice. Yeah, you know, and there, there are guys like that, yeah. man. You know, and, and that's why you just gotta kind of help and try to read the situation, I guess. Right. You know, I mean. But he also had a you know big loud gas auger. I know Grandy had a thing about that. <laughs> that 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 could have been part of it. Because he's like, boom, boom, we just drilling a whole bunch of holes, getting closer and closer to the guy. Well, shit. And the guy just freaking, would you get that close to me in a boat? <laughs> He's probably not catching, dude. That's probably why, man. You get a little bit frustrated. Somebody making more noise. Like, it ain't helping the situation, man. But, yeah, like, in a boat, you're not motoring all up to a guy. Like, sure. hey, how's it going over here? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very true. Oh, so, you know, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit because I think because we have a lot of listeners who are thinking about, like, they, they've been wanting to get into the industry or, or, or get become a pro staff. I mean, what does it take, and, and what is it, what is it like to be uh, a member of, of you know a, a pro staff of a company in the fishing industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question, man. Um, I don't know where to start on that one. That's, <laughs> that's a tricky one. Come on, Mr. Pro oh, Staff. Just get in there and fish, right? Is that, is, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, because if somebody wants to get into the industry, because everybody asks. They're asking me, like, man, shit, I don't know shit. I just started talking fishing with my homie, and we started drinking beer. That was how I started this. I yeah, know. we're not some industry insiders yeah. or yeah. anything like that. So, so but, but people ask, like, but, you you know, yeah, I go, dude, I just got a podcast with, with my friend that we drink beer and we talk fishing. But a lot of people are like, but how do you guys get into industry? How do you meet all these people? So you have way more experience than us, obviously, on that. So how does somebody do that? And, and what is it like to be, I guess you say, in the industry? Sure. You know, I think uh, I think being it's gonna sound real weird. Uh, I think being humble, right? Like like knowing that you're human, knowing that it's okay to make mistakes, knowing that you're not the best of the best, knowing that there's someone out there who is bigger and better than you at all times, and just you know like keep that in your mind, right? Uh, but it starts off like what you guys are doing, you know, just like that is hanging out with your friends, talking and and you know, just shooting the breeze or whatnot, and then. You know, this, things kind of go, uh, go from there, I guess. One of the things that I encourage people to do is, is make, make a resume. And I know that sounds so weird that people are like a fishing resume. Like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, what do you even <laughs> mean? Like, you know, like people sometimes even have a hard time putting a resume together for work, let alone for fishing, Yeah. you know? And, and I think it's a good, good, good time to be honest with yourself. What are you good at? You know, are you good at? communicating or encouraging do you do tournaments do you do a podcast do you have pictures uh sorry uh things <laughs> things like that you know what i'm saying um it's my wife well, you, can take uh, you can take it you can take it i'll have to give you a call back honey sorry i oh. love you <laughs> i hope she watches this i know i hope she, watches <laughs> she will she will okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna edit it out but we're gonna leave it in now all right, all right. <laughs> um you know um and then uh, just communicating, man. You know, there's ice shows all the time, all over, that are within 
within you know four or five hours big ones right like st paul you guys were both at st paul mm -hmm. you know even if you're not there to to buy stuff it's not a bad idea to show up see what's hot see what's going on uh you get to see everyone and they're all there for the same reason right so that's your time to kind of network and communicate and, and things like that and that's huge if you have questions and you're trying to start off or you're trying to learn or you're trying to do something, those are the places and that's the time to pick these guys' as minds. All the big guys in the industry, nine times out of 10, show up to one of these bigger shows, whether it's St. Paul or Fargo or Sioux Falls, things like that. You know, you guys, everyone you see on YouTube, uh, Bluegill, Mr. Bluegill, uh, Tony uh, Roach, uh, Joel Nelson, Brian Bro, all these guys who are there, or, or who are you see on TV and, and YouTube? They're, they're, they're there. They're representing the companies that they represent. Mm -hmm. Go over there as long as they're not doing a, a seminar or something like that. Nine times out of ten, they're on the floor. Go talk to them. Pick their brain. Ask them questions. Same questions that you guys are asking now is what I ask them, right? Like, hey man, I'm struggling on on this lake and the water's dingy and I've used gold and gold's my go-to and it didn't work. What do you suggest? Like, just go and pick their minds, talk and network, man. You know, that's a good starting point, you know. Um, and then, again, back to the resume. Build your resume. Do stuff. You know, take pictures. Do a podcast. Uh, do a tournament or two. See what it's about. You know, something like that where you can put on a resume and say, hey, you know, I did this tournament. Even if you don't place well, the fact that you're out doing something and, and trying to better yourself, I think speaks for itself, and it goes a long way, mm. you know? And I think a lot of companies now are, 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 are they, at least they, you know, within the past five years, I'd say, have really kind of tuned into that, right? A lot of the older guys, the guys who have more experience, um, aren't really on social media. Social media has been a huge thing. So to show that you're active, you're actually using the product, and you're using the, prop, the product properly, um, speaks speaks first for it man it, it's huge you know very true i think um social media has taken another turn in a way it, it gives people like you just said that that's not professional in fishing ice fishing or regular fishing gives them an opportunity to showcase themselves yeah you don't have to be some big time you know bass masters classic tournament winner you just be, you know, your mom pop fishing guy that has four daughters and fishes, you know, one hour every couple of days as he can. Hell yeah. You, know, he, you can make an impact now. I, Legit. Who, who would have thought? I'm just, no, you're right. It's like, it's one of those things. I don't have time to fish. I'm not, I don't know shit about fishing. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to get better. But you're right. But I want to make, I want to make an impact because I guarantee you there's another mofo just like me in my same situation and want to get better or in, you know enjoy what I do do the same shit yeah because more people can relate to yes. the guy with four kids that yeah. fishes an hour every other day yeah versus the guy you know winning hundred thousand dollars at a major bass tournament or whatever because yeah. um, actually I've I've been uh, doing working with these uh, plastics company and one of the things was uh, um, these bigger, it's kind of having an opposite effect now. Like these guys that are winning all these big tournaments, but they don't have a big social media presence. They're not really having as big of an impact 
as some guy with a huge social media in, uh, presence. And I think we've, like, our, our generation, I think we've really seen that, that shift happen. You mm-hmm. know, and it was very, man, it was fast and it was quick. But, like, tournaments have their place, right? Back in the day, people used to fish tournaments before social media. Yep. Guys would fish tournaments, and when they won or when they did something well or they placed well, that, they used that platform to say, hey, I placed 60th out of 400, and I used this and this, 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 and this, and this. Right, and that's how they got the word out. Now, with social media, you don't have to fish a tournament, and you don't have to place well. Right. Again, you know, if you want to sit around with your homies and, and drink beer, but something works for you and you really like it and you believe in it, share it, man. You know, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's, in a way, that's been the beauty of social media. You know, and, yeah. and that's how you get guys to come in and, and things like that. Yeah, so guess, and, and guess, like another thing is, uh, we we had this conversation. I mean. I'm in the group with these plastic guys and that like the other side of it is you don't even have to be good at fishing as long as you're good at as long as you're good on social you'd be a big presence for a fishing company even though you suck at fishing but somehow you got that social media magics and you know a lot of guys don't like that but so I feel like things will eventually level out kind of like the um the bikini babes for fishing like when they first came out like that's all everybody cared about oh man these hot chicks in bikinis but after a while people were like okay whatever they're just these bimbos wearing bikinis they can't fish nobody cares but now there's like chicks that are coming out they actually know how to fish and more people care about them so it's kind of like leveling out i think he didn't mean to say chicks he said females Oh, sorry. I mean, I don't know how many females <laughs> listen to our podcast. We got a few. I found we out. We got a few. <laughs> I know I ain't shitting you, dude. We got a few. Well, I apologize if chicks is offensive, but well, when I said chicks, I was talking about the big bikini chicks. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. I'm with you. I got it, dude. No, there's, there's, I probably I'm I'm too far in to save myself right now. <laughs> You're good, but, man. Hey, but that's why we are. That's why we're the underground. But I but think, share, like last say is share us. Yeah, but I think we'll get to a point where you know you got to be decent at fishing and you have a got to have a decent social, social media, media. Pre- presence. You can't just be like, you can't be total like, oh, I'm a freaking social media wizard, but. People will see, like, man, this guy can't fish. Like, he sucks at fishing. <laughs> People are going to see that. I, I, I think that's the uh, the thing is just be yourself. Don't yeah. try to fake anything. Like, yeah, I don't I don't go out there trying to say, like, man, I'm so good. Yeah, I'll do what I do. You want to catch fish? Nah, I don't do that shit, man. Yeah. I'm just me, man. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, just be yourself. But, no, I, I agree with you. I think um, you you we have to get out into those, like you said, those trade shows and all those stuff. Just kind of network a little bit i think it, it doesn't hurt because like i said I, I got a lot of requests like how do you guys get into the industry i think you're spot on like just get out there man just get, get your name out a little bit meet some people talk to some people um it's not gonna hurt and then like you're just saying i think i think for us when we went up to the uh, the saint paul show it just gave us a little bit more eye opening in regards to how the industry is moving what people are looking for and then just talking and meeting new people. I think we we, we talked and met some some people up there, um, and then just being up there just just kind of good to, to get your name out. Yeah, it's it, it it just doesn't hurt. It does not hurt. Yeah, and it's free. I mean, I mean, 
networking is free. Obviously, getting into the show, you got to pay or <laughs> yeah. not, you know? Yeah. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. I kind of had a weird... Uh, <coughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm not choking there. But uh, <laughs> networking is free, man, you know, yeah. and just picking people's minds, you know, and having guys like Sam Sobey, who I think is pretty popular on, on YouTube. You yeah. know, if, yeah. I was, if I was a YouTube guy, man, I'd be going up there just to find him and see him even if it's just to say hi and, and ask a question man like that would be something that i would have done you know and that's yeah that's what i do man it's just like oh. yeah i don't know if we have any youngins that listen to us or not but um no you i think you're right on that just get up there just start fishing get better at your craft and then just meet people and just socialize and i say that because um i think i like i was i was telling kit man I, i've become such a better fisherman uh probably in the past two to three years just because I just get out and talk to people. Whether it's just going with him, going with just anybody, my friends, just picking up little tidbits and then just, just socializing and then just going to events, just meeting different people, just just talking to them and then doing this podcast. The, the greatest thing out of this podcast, not only do I get to drink beer and hang out and just talk fishing, but I really get to learn shit. So from now on, all my ice rods gonna have different lines. <laughs> I'm just saying go. that was, you know, you know what I'm saying? Go. Yeah. It's, like it's, even it's even for someone like, like me, yeah. even for someone like me that people think that I just go out and slay fish all the time. I think that all the time. <laughs> I, I think it. But you know, I'm learning so much from the podcast. Just talking from people like you, biologists, people in other areas of, of the industry. You know, guys that are working at Vexlar, Garmin guys that are working wherever wherever in the industry there's always stuff to learn you know? always always man and again back to uh, not to you know hit a dead horse but seriously like just just networking with these guys you know and, and not being afraid that you're annoying them and stuff and just picking their brains on stuff it's eye-opening for sure cool uh i get i guess my last question is um what is it okay why don't you talk tell us a little bit about your uh the you know the companies that you 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 represent and everything, and the reason why is because you know I use Markums, and I use I used to have an Eskimo. I have an Eskimo. Oh, you do have an Eskimo. I got a, I got the Inferno, They're, the one man. So yeah. t- tell us a little bit about them, why you represent them, and, and the products that you have with them, as and and why if you're getting to ice fishing, you should look into these products. Sure, that's a good question, man. Um, you know I. Uh, I went with Eskimo because honestly, I that's what I started fishing with ice fishing. You know, um, it was the first shack that I was ever in. Um, it was the first experience that I had, and just the the memories that I have. Uh, I was like, man, I like this. This is great, and it was easy, right? Like uh, a hub. You know, Eskimo at that time had some of the old uh, those quick pop-ups, the quick. Quick, uh, quick fish, quick, quick fish. That's why yeah. I had the three man quick, quick eye. Yeah, quick eye, quick. That's what I had. It's just, it's just so easy. And someone who's never done it before to sit there and do a quick fish two or a quick fish three and just pull sides and pop the top. That's super easy, right? And it's, it's relatively inexpensive, right? Two hundred dollars mm-hmm. compared to like hunting, where a gun itself is two hundred dollars, and then you have to get the rest of the equipment, you know. Um, so I, I like Eskimo off the bat. It's what I started off with, and that's what I felt comfortable with, with using. Um, I currently now work for and with a company called Marshall and Hansen. Um, they're like, um, I don't know how to even describe it to you guys. Um, they're like a, a representative company, like a sales representative company. 
that has a whole bunch of companies underneath uh, them, or, or they work along with, I should say. Mm. Um, and uh, I f really wanted to get with Eskimo, and uh, these were the guys who I was told to, to get in contact with and get a hold of. Um, I had some help from Kevin Paul up at Clear Lake Bait and Tackle, and um, we just got talking, man, again, going back to the whole talking thing, just talking, and, and what are you about, and what are you doing, and, and where do you see yourself, and what, you know, what's the scoop? Um, so that's how I started with Eskimo, uh, and I just kind of put myself out there, you know, and I just told them, like, hey, I, I want to learn more, I want to do more. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for free product, um, but I, I want to broaden my horizons, and I want to learn more. And I, I'm at a spot right now where I have the time on my hands to where I can help you guys out. So if there's anything that you guys need help with, whether it's social media or shows or something, please, like, you know, give me a shot and just let me know what you guys need. You know, and that's, that's how it, it started. Um, and then everything else has just kind of fallen into place, man, slowly, you know. Um, Markham, I like Markham. I started actually with a Vexilar. Vexlars are, are great. I think Vexlar makes a great product. Um, but, uh, you know, I wanted to try something different. I'm always kind of wanting to learn more and, and engage more with people in the industry. And, and the Markham opportunity came up. And I was like, man, I've never fished a Markham. And, uh, you know, John and Steve kind of helped me out with that. And they said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll help you get a Markham in your hands. Why don't you go ahead and... and a shot and I did man and, and the more that I used it and the more that I learned was the more I got interested in it you know um, and obviously it, it does help when you have uh, bigger names behind it you know and that's that's kind of how I got into the whole uh, uh, rod uh, business as far as you know Elliot rods and, and 2B rods um, I believe it's Paul if I, if I remember correctly if I'm not I I'm, I'm sorry, but I think it was Paul who went out and started Markham Technologies, and, and John, one of the guys who owns Marshall and Hanson, uh, was there in the garage actually helping Paul Thorne uh, start Markham and things like that. And so uh, there's been a very close relationship with these guys over the years. And um, Paul and, and Greg, if you guys know about custom rod building, like they kind of started this whole custom rods. Paul and Greg started up in, in Minnesota, and uh, they took off, obviously, with it. And like, I admire that, you know, because we, again, we, we do have guys here in Iowa who uh, are doing custom rods, and, and Greg and Paul kind of started that, and they mm -hmm. helped pave the way for guys, in my, in my opinion, helped pave the way for guys like uh, Sean and, and things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Paul's kind of went out and helped out with Markham and, and things like that. And then they started, they came back together. Both brothers came back. They started Elliott Rods, and they started 2B Rods, and it was kind of under the same umbrella. And since, again, everyone kind of networks with everyone and kind of everyone knows everybody in the ice industry, you know, things just kind of fell into place. And I was just like, yeah, I'll try one. You know, like, like I'll see what's up. Like, you know, Syncork. At that, at that time, I'd never heard of Syncork before. I didn't even know what it was, you know, and... And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a synthetic cork. Um, mm. And it's, it's pretty durable stuff, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm rough on my equipment. And, uh, you know, if you've ever had, tried a synth cork, check it out. Look it up. You know, feel one. After I felt it and I tried it and I was like, man, this stuff is, this stuff's wicked, man. It's, it's different than regular cork and it's good stuff. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. And, again, I intrigued my interest and I went into further detail about it. Talked to Steve and John and, and got more involved and that's that man that's pretty cool, man. basically just 
talk to the people behind the products, really. Network, guys. Yeah. Network. network. I mean, networking is huge, right? I mean, that's what, that's what social media is, right? Yeah. It's, it's networking. So the more you network and, and things like that, I think the farther you go. Very cool, man. Very cool. Got anything else, Kit? Oh, you know, I was just thinking, we haven't asked this question in a while. Uh-oh. Um, so as, uh, as someone that travels to do different shows or whatever, so I'm guessing you're fishing in, you know, a lot, some pretty cool places with different species and stuff. Um, what are some of the coolest species that you've caught? And out of all the species that you haven't caught, what are some of your bucket list fish? Bucket, bucket, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, bucket list fish. You know, I'm, I'm dying to catch an eel pout still. Oh, I've, I've never caught man. one, to be honest with you. Again, they're not here in Iowa, right? They are not. So, so, I mean, you got to go up to, to Minnesota to do that. And uh, for Minnesotans, they're like, come on, man. Like, that's, that's easy. Like, we do that all the time. But for us, it's like, no, man. Like, they're beautiful. Like, they're huge. They're fat. they got these, these cool <laughs> patterns on their skin. Like, yeah, you have, like, a super yellow one yeah. or a super, like, almost, like, super dark chocolate yeah. colored one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. look so cool. Right? Like, yeah. totally awesome. Um, Why don't they stock that in Iowa? Or can they? That's oh. a great question. I don't know. That's a question for the IOD and our yeah. Jot it down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely a bucket list fish, man. I would love to catch uh, an eel pout and just actually hold one and see one up close and just see see their, their beauty, man. I think they're just really cool looking mm-hmm. fish. I agree. Leopard, I agree. Right? Like, I don't know. Just their pattern is, is pretty sick. Um, tulipy have been awesome. Um, you know, whitefish, uh, things that have been up on, uh, again, some of the harbors, things that, again, we don't see here in Iowa as much. You know, um, that's been fun. That's been cool to yeah. see uh, up close and, and try to fish for them. And so, what's the difference between a tulipy and a whitefish? And uh, what, uh, what? There's a there's a third one. Uh, dang it, tulipy whitefish. Uh, Cisco. Cisco. Mm. I yeah. think I. Um, I think two, two. There's an overlap there. Like it's two different names for the same thing. Yes. But which was which, and how do you, what's the difference? I think, and I, and I might be totally wrong on this, so <laughs> um, I think whitefish and tulipy are, are the same. They're in, like, the same family, or, or they're, they're used, you know, some people call them whitefish, some people call them uh, tulipy. Um, and then cisco, I think, is in their own. Okay. I think, I could, again, I could be totally wrong on I mean, this, but I believe, I believe. Guess we could eat a whitefish. It's it's like it's a certain combination of the three for sure. Yeah, it's just a matter of what you know what the what that combination is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was fun, man. Downsizing again on your on your jigs and on your rods and everything else, um, and really trying to use that finesse style techniques have, was was a lot of fun. It was cool. We'll have to ask the the DNRs if Ohio and Minnesota we grab them. I kind of want to know about eel pout or yeah, the no 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 about uh, uh, the whitefish and the tulipies and like yeah. something with the mouth yeah, and the that's what I'm uh, saying. something with the like the yeah. where the dorsal and anal fin is it's got, it's something gotta, like that yeah they, it's got to be something but like basically for you Iowa people yeah. they just look like giant shad pretty right. much or da- pretty da- much down south yeah right. down south or people down it's south. just it's just shad. Is a huge shad. Kind of like a shad herring looking kind of fish. Yeah, I hear they yeah. taste good. So. Yeah. A lot of people like them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a um, friend of the show, D. Yang, he catches them. Like he's like his last few videos, whitefish, whitefish, whitefish. But it's like, man, I'm so intrigued. Like, I'll, like he even told me, like, he'll trade, you know, 
I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't catch that many walleyes through the ice. He's like, you know, we'll trade some walleyes for some whitefish. <laughs> okay, deal. Does, does is it mostly like harbors and stuff that he's catching he's, whitefish? He's, he's kind like, of... I don't want to blow up the spot. I, I, okay, no, well, fine, he, he I have no tell. idea. Yeah, I don't know. Idea. He's kind of on the down low yeah, with his spots. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's and, cool. And, and, and I, I, I kind of have an idea, but we'll see because um, I'm still crossing my fingers. I might go up there in a couple weeks. We'll sure. see. I, actually, it might go up there see? with the, the drastics... Drastic Plastics. That's the plastics company I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. They're having a get-together. Very nice. And uh, I think the target is whitefish. I never caught whitefish. That's It'd be saying. super cool to catch a whitefish for the first time. We'll try. We'll make it happen. Do I mean, it. I'll, hopefully, that would, that would be pretty, pretty badass, man. It would be pretty badass. Yeah, it would. Yeah. New species. Eelpaw would be super cool. Um, well, Drastic Plastics, they're out of Wisconsin. Uh, what lake would that be? Gary. Oh, this, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I am terrible at geography. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so I have an idea, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. If I can make it, that'd be cool. Same. I think I'll go out with uh, Corey. Yeah, yeah, Corey Weaver. Yeah. I like that guy, man. He's got some knowledge, too. Yeah, Corey's yeah. pretty cool. He's in Florida right now doing tournaments. We should grab, you know what? Well, we'll, we'll grab him back on. He's a part owner of... Uh, JB's fish sauce. Yeah, when he comes back, yeah, I we'll, think we we'll should grab we should on. grab him because I I, I kind of want to know how how his tournament scene and everything has been going for him. So I know he's really jumping full force into that. So we'll see how he does on that. For sure, man. Anything else, guy? Um. So if our audience wants to reach out to you, you know, whether that's fishing questions or questions about the companies that you're associated with, how could they how could they do that? How can they reach Laz? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Facebook, obviously, at uh, Laz Castillo 2 on Facebook. I'm on um, Instagram as well, LJC underscore outdoors. Uh, those are usually the two platforms that I use the most. Okay. So hit me up there. Um, and, uh, man, I'd love to talk fishing about anything. So cool. hit me up. We'll, cool. definitely, we'll, we'll definitely put those in the show notes and everything. Uh, you know, thank you so much, man, for uh, just... Uh, Sitting here, having a couple beers with us, giving us a little bit of panfish knowledge. Um, Sorry, I just looked over and saw myself with a big catfish. I already knew he was going to say that. (laughs) So if if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're you're just listening to this on the podcast, so in the background we have two two big screen TVs here at VZPay. And they got one channel of mine, and then mine. I don't have. Gord, as many. you look a little bit. You I, I look really a little big. bit pale right I there. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but uh, fishing kids got his uh, the biggest uh, blue cat that he's ever caught in his kayak on the video. So you guys should check that out. If not, go check out his uh, channel. He he'll have that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, <laughs> I just saw it in front of my. I get it. I dragged a little <laughs> bit. And I caught one. Well, I did catch one of those, but nobody believes me still. No so pictures, no video. I just wanted to really quickly say thank you guys again, man. Like this is oh, yeah, this is awesome, and, and thank you so much. Uh, like this fun. is crazy, man. It's been fun. Uh, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, and you know, like like I said, a huge shout out to Visa Pay for just giving yeah. us an opportunity just to crash their bar here, and they're all working hours, and they're still working. It's crazy. I'm just looking over here. See, I see them. They're working hard. Um, thank but, you, Visa Pay. Thank you. Yeah, huge shout out to Austin, man. Shout out, man. Oh, yeah, shout out to Austin Frill. Like, I see, I see heads like poke in, and, and then they're like, "Oh, 
Okay, I can't. I guess I can't go to break yet, and then I they know. go back. So, so sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, employees. <laughs> but I do want to. Um, I know this is something a little bit new. I think a lot of people don't want to post and stuff, uh, whether it's on YouTube or uh, Facebook and all that stuff. If you guys have questions or if you guys have input that you guys want to ask Fishing Kit and myself, um, I'll put my uh, email on the show notes. I'll put Fishing uh, Kit. No? I'm not good at it? looking at my emails, so just hit me up on Facebook. There we Fishing go. Fishing kit. <laughs> hit them up on Facebook, but if you don't want others to see, and I get that, uh, for questions or whatever you guys want, go ahead. I'll, I will put the email uh, on the show notes. Just send us an email. You guys have questions or peculiar things you guys want us to talk about or guests, anything like that, let us know. Other than that, man, uh, till next time, stay tuned. We have some good guests coming up. We're going to be, like I said, uh, Midwest Fish and Wildlife here conference. We'll be there. And don't know why. I don't. I hope they don't regret it, but we'll see. <laughs> greatest, greatest underground fishing podcast. I think that's my goal for us to be underground. In our minds, <laughs> we're the greatest underground fishing podcast. Well, we're only the greatest underground because nobody knows about us. <laughs> and, until until you guys go to this thing, and then you start networking, yeah. and then all of a sudden, uh, overnight, bro, see, I'm telling you. This is the, the DNR people may know us, but the real people, the real listeners, they'll be like, man, those guys are just a bunch of idiots. Like, I can't <laughs> believe those guys got in there. <laughs> I love it. Gonna love it, though. All right, guys, till next time. All right, thanks.